Welcome to this episode of The Checkup, featuring Dr. Selwyn Vickers, Senior Vice President for Medicine and Dean of the School of Medicine at UAB. Today we're discussing Gender Equity Compensation Review. Dr. Vickers, why is the School of Medicine undergoing a gender equity review? A few years ago, Melanie, I was approached by a number of our faculty to ask if the School of Medicine would be willing to do this. Simultaneously, across the country, a number of academic medical centers, including our major association, the American Association of Medical Colleges, began to outline uh, their findings regarding women and the pay that they received, which was often at lower rates than their male peers. And they encouraged schools to do this, and we believed as well that this was an extremely important area that we needed to address. We feel it's paramount for us to be an outstanding academic medical center. It also is paramount for us to seek equity for all of our uh, faculty, particularly our women faculty. And uh, it's really key for us when we want to attract top talented faculty to UAB to make sure we've done this, that we honor their productivity and their performance. So what does the process of the equity review entail, Dr. Vickers? So, Melanie, there are a number of phases. The early phases are really gathering data. The quality of the data you get often determines the results you have. So we're being very thoughtful, and if there's anything that we've put a lot of time in is actually making sure we do the right process to collect data. We are now with the departments collecting that data through CVs and information from all of our faculty. That information will be sent to an independent labor economist who will complete the intensive review. Afterward, we'll take a number of steps to study and analyze the findings. It will be delivered to an oversight committee, uh, which has our faculty on it, and the committee will work with the labor economist to finalize the results. Now, the goal of this data is to really correct any discrepancies based on gender identity, faculty member salaries, but we will review other factors, too, to make sure people are paid fairly, even based on ethnicity or other things that are inappropriate where their payment is not equal to their peers. Uh, most of all, I think we need to understand that no one's compensation will be negatively impacted by the study. This is not necessarily leveling by lowering others. This will be by more raising for what those who need to be brought in equity with their peers. Well, it sounds like a fairly intensive process, Doctor. How long do you expect it to take, approximately? We've put a timeline that we have put out to our leaders and to our faculty to give them a measure of what we expect and how long, and also to put ourselves out there to be accountable. We expect the data collection process to be done uh, before the end of the year, hopefully around late December. From there, we think the analysis will take eight to nine months because the school is a large uh, organization. There are multiple faculty, and there will be an intensive amount of effort to make sure the data is accurate, review it thoroughly, and understand both the actionable items that will be important for us to present at the end of 2020. So we're hopefully this time next year, we will have data and we will have items of how we not only present it, but how do we move forward to actually affect and change any disparities that we find. It's so comprehensive, Dr. Vickers. And you mentioned that some faculty members may see compensation increases as a result of the review. How might an individual be impacted and are only female faculty members likely to be impacted? No, I think first and foremost, it's important that faculty members know that no one's compensation will be negatively affected by the review process. And we will do all the things we can to prevent the sort of collateral damage of having somebody's faculty salary lowered. Secondly, 
uh, faculty members who will receive increase in pay. It allows us to immediately to address any discrepancies with them personally and to provide appropriate also back pay if this discrepancy was identified. Is it only female faculty members that are likely to be impacted? You know, I suspect not. I suspect that there might be not only issues related to gender gaps, which is the intention, like any major study like this, and when you put a lot of data in, I suspect we will find some things we didn't expect. If they relate to discrepancies and disparities that are not based on performance, rank, and their overall standing in the institution, we will correct those disparities uh, as relates to their salaries. So I suspect that there's opportunities for both men and women who might seem find benefit from this process and may receive an increase in their compensation. So interesting. How will faculty members be updated about the status of their review? I think it's important that we have a fairly robust and strategic communication effort around it. So at periodic time points, we're going to update the faculty, faculty leaders. This podcast is just the beginning, and it's the first step in making sure that we keep people abreast uh, of the process and, and be as transparent as we possibly can. Uh, I think that is uh, really as important as getting the data, synthesizing it, and getting the answers. I think keeping people abreast and aware of this process is equally important. It certainly is. So what data elements will be considered in the review? There are a number of different elements in the review, and some of them are their academic rank, uh, their academic discipline, school and department, uh, their work experience at UAB, their prior relevant work experience, their highest level of education, their administrative and distinguished honorific positions uh, in leadership roles within the institution, the tenure status, as well as their productivity, their research and clinical productivity as well. Well, thank you for explaining that. But then how will those elements that you just described be used to identify discrepancies? The economist and the oversight team will basically be able to pull these data and look at compensation and make sure that there's there's parity and that if there's disparity, it's not driven uh, by gender or ethnicity. And if there is disparity, we want to make sure that is basically due to the standard areas of progression within our institutions. And therefore, it wouldn't be called disparity. It would simply be differences. That's in part how they will help allow us to identify whether there are inappropriate uh, levels of different levels of compensation based on things that may have been driven by unconscious bias like gender. So then when and how will a faculty member know if they'll be impacted by the review? Although there's not an official date determined, my goal, as I mentioned, is that we would be able to alert members and have them aware by the end of the next calendar year. So ultimately, Dr. Vickers, what do you hope to achieve through this large undertaking? We at UAB consider ourselves and compete on a national stage. We want to be nationally relevant in everything we do. And in doing so, we first have to locally make sure that we are creating opportunities for equity. I think not only the relevant piece, we want to be nationally prominent. And I think, uh, again, locally, 
we must be very clear that we are uh, on the leading edge of treatment of all of our faculty members and that we are going to do all that's possible to ensure equity. We want to guarantee our faculty members that they're being fairly paid in accordance with the training and accomplishments they have in their experience and that they wouldn't have suffered from unintended consequences, as I mentioned, from bias that may or may not have been recognized earlier. Uh, we want faculty members in the community to know that we are committed to equity and that no matter our size, we'll take on these large projects to make sure that there aren't systemic errors and sometimes systemic failures that we have not addressed. Thank you so much, Dr. Vickers, for this great information today. It certainly sets UAB really apart and above all the rest. And that concludes this episode of The Checkup with Dr. Selwyn Vickers, Senior Vice President for Medicine and Dean of the UAB School of Medicine. Please visit uab.edu slash the checkup to learn more about this podcast and to keep up with new episodes. Please submit questions or topic suggestions through the Ask the Dean form on the School of Medicine website. I'm Melanie Cole.